Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our round 28 review and round 29 preview. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings. No, no, wait, sorry. R slash fantasy MLS, uh, the fantastic Reddit community out there. And uh, red cards, because they're making a comeback, people. Invest now, the stock's going to rise. Uh, tonight, I have some great guests with me. Of course, my name is Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss and also aka Dashdar on the Reddit forums. And I'm joined by Simon, Jason, aka Jaywoo, and Mr. Guy. Hey, what's, what's going on? on? How are you fellas doing tonight? Doing good. Really well. It's cooled off out here, and I have a beer, and things are gravy. Mm, that sounds glorious. Yeah, it's Life great. Life could be worse. <laughs> yes, Definitely. It could. <laughs> so I want to know how did you guys feel about this last round that we just got through? Uh, I <clears throat> I liked it. <laughs> I mean, I got eighty five points, so I didn't have too much animosity toward it. Uh, you know, it's it, we're gonna get to that kind of point now where you just don't know who's not gonna be playing because not only do we have the normal coaches not telling us who's hurt or who's you know on rest, but now you're going to start having playoff teams resting their stars. So I just look at it as a crapshoot from here on out. Yeah. Like it could have been worse. I've felt like I did pretty well for having a bunch of players that just absolutely were garbage. Um, like I had, I'm looking at my team now and I had one, two, three, four, five, six players on either a three or a two and still somehow rose like 30 ranks because question is a god and yeah yeah it's eight players with twos or threes so uh, i went the other direction and no question that's that is rough i was really surprised about well maybe not surprised because it is getting late in the season but my big takeaway is there are a lot of teams that just lost it at that very last point i mean we saw uh colorado end up drawing with dc there at the last minute and and then we just saw last minute injuries coming from sporting kansas city with, with some of those and just the teams not being able to, to get goals scored with la galaxy and, and montreal and it was just uh a frustrating week for one for a week that started out so great with clean sheets from from alia and some, some good decent points from uh some okay points from benny at least getting some attacking points there uh it, it ended up uh, okay for me. I ended up with 75 with a minus four, so I can't complain. I got all green arrows. But I will say, I don't know what in the world I was thinking because I had every intention of getting question this week, and I was telling Guy before we started recording that I logged in, and I was like, no, I'm not going to get Keen. I'm going to get Drogba, and then all of a sudden I had Giovanni Dos Santos on my team, and I was like, wait a minute. That, that wasn't what I meant to do at all. You got lost in his eyes, bro. I, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. But so that's definitely a trade I'm making next week, I can go ahead and say. But uh, a pretty solid score without that. I'm, I'm happy to be back in the top 100 overall. Nice. So is there any trade or suggestion that you made last week that you'd like to sort of come back on right now and, and maybe uh, just apologize for? Or is it one you want to rub in? Oh, I should probably apologize for Keen. <laughs> Although, I don't know. I thought that was the right play. Actually, I'm not going to apologize about that. He got it too, but like Keen at home against a team from the East Coast, whatever. That seemed like a good bet to me. I'd do it again, actually. But yeah, it's annoying that it didn't work out. 
I'll save my apologies for next week. I was pumping both New England and San Jose as the best long-term options a couple weeks ago. And, I mean, they really got to turn it on this week or it's going to be, you know, I have four of each. Holy shit. I got to, I don't know. I may have a dumpster fire on my hands. <laughs> I mean, the Reds are playing well, but the Reds are going to yeah, win. There's nothing wrong with New England. Yeah, but, New England's fine. But I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know if – I just don't think any of them are consistent point getters except for Lee Wynn. It's the same thing that's always been the case there, you know. I don't think I don't know how many people had Fagundes, but I definitely didn't because you can't count on him, and he's you know got three True. goals in three weeks. I had Davies not getting gold. Well, <laughs> well, here's the thing: every time they put Fagundes in for any length of time, they do better. And then because MLS, they take him out and they do worse, and then they finally put him back in again, and he's kind of got that Poku thing about him where he brings the pace and the energy. He kind of unlocks possibilities for those around him. Maybe he doesn't always get the goals, but they play better when he's in there. I mean, it's just by the eyeball test and by what he does on the scoring sheet, it, it baffles me that he wasn't playing the entire year. Yeah. I, I don't know. My my apology. I didn't. I was on the podcast last week, but in my writing, I uh, I thought Doyle was going to be okay this week, and I should have known that Colorado was just going to try to have a, a tanking session and just, <laughs> you know, and I, I know this is not the forum for promotion relegation, but in, in American sports, we give teams that tank more advantage than we do anything else. They get the best draft picks. They get the, you know, all that stuff. So it's not surprising me when I see a crap team like Colorado essentially throw the game when they go to Vancouver. <laughs> you could look at that, that lineup they put out. 100 times over, and they're not winning that match one time. And that's not – how do you know? I mean, he didn't start Doyle or or, or Sanchez. So I'm like, well, there there you go. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think they're winning that game ever at whatever – with whatever their full lineup is. Colorado's I agree. Just awful. I agree. Well, no, but here's the thing, though. When you got a guy who's got a goal streak going on, and he wasn't playing in the international in the last game. I mean, he's your starter. He's your DP. You put him in the game. Like there's, there's no reason to to throw off the rhythm like that. They just, they didn't uh, want to win that game. Maybe. I, I mean, you're better at home. Uh, DC's awful on the road. Rest up your big guns and go on out to impress the home team. I don't know for, yeah. for the second leg. I would like also just argue that Pablo Mastroeni is a garbage coach. Like. <laughs> I don't really feel like they're tanking. They're just actually that bad. Oh, and that Ouch. could be too. I mean, but I look at it and I'm sitting there thinking, in the EPL, like this last year, if you look back um, when QPR was getting relegated, God damn it, they were fun to watch though. I mean, they just threw everything in the kitchen sink trying to get any point possible at the end of the year. Just crazy stuff they were trying to pull off. And it didn't work. But when you look at the MLS teams that just aren't going to make the playoffs – they could give a damn about winning any more games. They're like, yeah, we'll just try this this week. Like, no urgency, no no sense of dread of, like, oh, we're going to lose this game. That's what's missing from from all American sports, actually. There's no reason that we should give the best draft pick to the crappiest team because it just there's tanking in every league now, and that's NBA, NHL, teams tank, and it's not fun to watch. That's something we can talk about more. In maybe another episode, uh, I, I will say quickly that I'm, I'm going to say I was uh, advocating Christian Namath 
in in my article mlssoccer.com this week and while he did not play in the first game against portland which i was kind of bummed uh, i will say he got the lone goal in that second game and not a red card so there what is that? Uh, I, I don't know i don't know i also tried to do a switcheroo this week and i put p in into my defense and i was like yeah we'll, we'll see how this works uh the switcheroo failed completely but he got seven points so i was happy with that yeah, those yeah. seven points stayed right on my bench. Those are the, the random, <laughs> the random appearance of P. There, there that goes. <laughs> and yeah, I had those points on my bench too. That's so weak. <laughs> uh, so moving on, we're going to have some quick housekeeping. Uh, remember, today is the first of a two days of rest that you have before we get into another double game week round. And this is a pretty good one. Uh, it's worth investing in. We'll talk about some of that later. But that means that everything is quicker. The games will start on September sixteenth. That is a Wednesday and also three days before my birthday, if anyone's counting. But uh, make sure you get your trades in before that. The kickoff time is at 7.30. And, uh, yeah, don't, don't forget about the double game week. There are also, speaking of red cards, uh, a couple of disciplinary things you want to keep up with. Of course, Dom Dwyer is not going to be available if anyone was actually thinking about getting him against FC Dallas. Uh, not your option there. And keep a lookout. A couple of guys aren't going to be available. Some injury concerns with New York City FC. And it looks like Javinko is back as well. So keep an eye on all of that. There's some players coming in and out of the league that you definitely want to be on top of. So now we're going to go to our questions. First one comes from Mike That Tiger, and he gets right into some of these disciplinary and injury things. He says, with Via out and the return of Javinko, I'm thinking of switching formations to a 3-5-2 from the long and trusty 3-4-3 to accommodate for the more point potential midfielders in a double game week. Uh, good idea, bad idea. And I think this is a great question. I know formations have been pretty solid uh, for most of, of the season so far. Um, I think it's a good idea. What was the dream team this week? Only had one forward in anyway. So you may as well. I think this is the week, though, to do it. Because, I mean, outside of BWP, they're really – I mean, you could get Wando, I guess. But, yeah, I think I think the three five two is probably the, the safer bet this week because you can get some serious midfield power this week. I mostly agree, but I like Grella as a cheap option. So – would, would, you play him, well. would you play them in tandem with BWP, though? Yeah, with BWP, yeah. And, you know, they may steal goals from each other, but if they both do well, you know, he's got 5-5-2-8-7. Five, five, you know, he's not going to put up, you know, double-digit numbers probably, but I could see yeah. you easily getting... <clears throat> That's just know, my 20. personal bias. So every time I picked him up, he was crap. Oh, if yeah. you wanted to go crazy, you could always have a, a Philadelphia player available to you and try to do a switcheroo with uh, with him and someone from Philly or Houston since they do play the last game. It's it's rough with New York playing that first game if you wanted to try to play that that game, but you could give it a shot. Yeah, you could. I like it myself. Uh, I think that's a good time to start switching. Uh, it seems like defense heavy at the beginning of the season and then forward attacking midfielder heavy throughout the majority of the middle of the season always works. End of the season gets a little weird um, just based on injuries. It, it, it can shift around, but I, I think it is a lot of good argument for having two forwards up front, maybe even just going one forward up front, depending on how much you trust some of these guys. Um, but I don't, I don't know how we're going to expect a defense to start playing as we wind down, especially those teams who have nothing to lose. Maybe they'll just bunker it in and try to screw somebody over. 
Yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> so our next question comes from PDX Soccer Dad, and he says, uh, with this week's double game week players, would you take a minus four to get any of the following? Uh, Kleschen, Javinko, Drogba, Via, if healthy, Whitley, Wynn, Piotti, Sam, some of these guys. So let's just open this up. Uh, you can go first with this one, Simon. Is there anyone that you would take a minus four to get this week from that list or, or overall? Uh, right. So I think that this one, I've been thinking about it already. And it, kind of the difficulty to me is just depending on your individual team. I think I probably am going to have to take a minus four. Um, my team is set up okay, but I'm a little bit worried. I kind of want Bradley Wright Phillips, um, and I'm not going to be able to have him without a minus four. So I guess that answers your question. Yes, I'd take a minus four for Bradley Wright Phillips because uh, I want to get him and Jovinko. I already have question and Drogba, but I heard some, oh, and win and like, some some other people too, but I heard a rumor that um, Drogba is not playing both games. Is this the rumor that I've heard? Do you guys know anything about this? No, but I, I I'd assumed at some point he was going to get a, a game of rest because yeah, he looks old. That <laughs> <laughs> good dude is old. He looked like he walked from Montreal to L.A. and he was like, God damn, it, long walk. <laughs> But he's got a whole bunch of double game weeks coming up in general, and so I, th I think none of us will be surprised to see several Montreal players not get a full double game week out of all these things that are coming up. So I guess when you're just looking at it, do you think he rests at the away game against San Jose, or do you think he comes back for the home game against New England? I think it's got to be the New England game. You just don't don't travel to San Jose and let him just chill up in Montreal and rest. I thought that was the rumor is that he flew home. I, saw it on Twitter. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen a confirmation for it, but that, that makes the most sense for me. If you want him to be to have some legs and be ready to go, then I, I think it's just send them home there, forget about the, the San Jose game. They might be writing that one off in general. They, San Jose has had a really strong record, especially at home recently. Uh, not 100%, but um, they could just view that. I would view that as the rougher game. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, he yeah. had a hat trick at home anyway. Why, why wouldn't you? If you had zero points in California and three goals in Montreal, you're going to play in Montreal. <laughs> so do you think that knocks him down from a minus four potential for this week if you don't have him already? Yeah. No, yeah. yeah I, I wouldn't yeah. do it on yeah. a minus four. No, I wouldn't either. Yeah, I think that's better. What about the other two guys? Do you think uh, anybody's worth a minus four? I pretty much agree with his list, although he has BWP in the not list along with Sam and Piotti. I would put BWP as a as a worthy of a minus four, and I did. I am doing a minus four for Question, so and Gio will be worthy too. But I'm a little bit short on cash for him. So yeah, no, everybody else in that list, yeah, they're you got you got to take a negative four. I mean, it's double game week time. You can take a negative four to get each of them on your team. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I think almost any double game week player is worth a negative four this round. There's some great matchups, and I'm probably going to maybe even consider a minus 12 just because I think it'll be fun to have some of these guys just loaded up on my team. Um, I don't know. That's that's what it is with me a lot at the end of the season. I'm back in the top 100, and this might screw that, but I, it's, it's, a, it's a really promising double game week, and so I, I think you can feel free to go a little crazy. Oh, I'm, yeah. at the, no. I'm at the point with one minus four. I have all double game week players without 
without Javinko. Yes. I'm trying to figure out if I try to get rid of a double game week player with a minus four. I just feel like, I don't know, the math makes that too risky. I don't know. Oh, God, yeah. Um, if I, I'm at with, uh, what is it, with a zero, two transfers, the two free transfers, I'll have 10 double game week players. Man, I really want 11. Mm. And also the money do the it. money is kind of screwed there. Do it. Do the it, money is it. kind of screwed there. So You know you know who you should pick up then on the cheap? Um uh, a comp No, from, I don't. A comp from Chicago. Uh Is he have a double this week? No, he's going to no. double next week. Double next week, but Orlando's traveling and Orlando has the worst road Ooh. get differential in the entire league at minus 19. And Chicago has, has the ability to figure out how to score every now and then. Their defense, oh, yeah. but their offense can can work. Oh yeah, I'm, so I'm do you, thinking about getting it myself. To tell you the truth. Do you go? Do you go a calm or do you go Igbo on a Nike? I'm well, really impressed or. that you pronounced that. Yeah, because a calm seems to um, rest some games. Like he didn't play at Montreal. He didn't play at Philly four weeks before that, but Igbo seems to play every game, and he—they've uh, been performing like somewhat similarly. Yeah, no, I—I th- I think whatever one gets more minutes, yeah, because Orlando just cannot defend on the road. It, it's nope. obvious with this, their uh, differentials. So that's tempting. That would solve my money problem if I went Igbo on Anike instead of Bradley Wright Phillips. Oh, I don't know about that. I, I was going to do uh, a Chicago uh, forward with Bradley Wright Phillips, but yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going Wando, Drogba, and somebody else. I already have Wando Ooh, and Drogba. Sticking with that three man up top. Yeah, yeah, no, I think so. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, some good, some good advice right there. Uh, moving on to our next question, I'd like you to answer this one, Jason, because it involves your team. Uh, Speedy AJR says, with the Red Bulls looked uh, solid – during this uh, past week, but with the upcoming road trip, it's pretty brutal. Uh, they'll be, is it worth adding their players since they're facing a surging Rebs team and a Timbers team fresh off of shutting off SKC? So, yeah, I mean, it's not the best combo for a double game week, both away, but they do have Orlando at home and then Columbus at home for the next two weeks. And then after that, it's a double uh, wild card week. So we don't have to, we don't have to really think beyond the next three weeks. So, I don't think it's a bad choice. I, you know, I think question based on form alone is a pretty, pretty solid bet right now. He's at like 10.8 form. That's pretty insane. And then BWP can always score. So I would say either of those two. And then again, uh, any of the cheaper, you know, what's his name? Uh, Miazga. Is that right? Yeah. I think Miazga is an option if you need to just fill out or Grella is a super cheap option, which I ended up with, but now I'm kind of regretting but yeah. they can take down your revs. Oh, they're going to lose, but they might. <laughs> I don't know. I think the revs might, might hold them off. I, I will say this. Though. I was doing my article today um, in the East. The, the Red Bulls are the only team with a positive road goal differential. Like they just, that that's pretty unheard of actually to, mm-hmm. to start finishing out the year with positive road goal differential. So they have the ability. I, I just think, as, as disjointed as Portland looks up front, their back is is really good right now. So it's going to be a little tough on the scoring, but I, they're still going to score this weekend. 
Yeah, and Jones is suspended, right, from yellow card accumulation, I believe is what I heard. So, you know, that cuts out a lot of our midfield strength as far as shutting sit down. Yeah. So, you know, you got to count on Caldwell, who's awesome, and um, can't remember his name. Holy crap. I'm a bad Russ fan. <laughs> Japanese guy. Holy crap. Kobayashi? Kobayashi. You know. I, don't, I love them both, but I don't think either of them are quite a Jones-level replacement. So You love him in that way you don't know his name, but you know I his know, face. I know, I <laughs> know. You know, the later we start the podcast, the more beers I have. And the more beers I have, <laughs> the worse I am at remembering Kobayashi's name. Just, that's just at least it. you didn't pull a Jamie Vardy and call him a dirty name. Speaking of dirty names. Um, whoa, whoa. <laughs> So Sanchez, I'm so confused. This, this friend of mine picked up Sanchez one week last uh, last season, and uh, he totally shit the bed that week. And so he's been known as Dirty Sanchez ever since then. So he he's just one of those players he'll never put on a fantasy team again. So that's kind of how I felt this week when I put Sanchez on and he didn't start. Uh, oh, there you go. Well, we'll get to that question near near the very end of our of our questions round. But uh, Simon, I'd like for you to answer this next one because you are from Seattle, and and the question comes from Hipster Amish. So I think it's just meant for you. Um, who's the best New York City player to have this week, if anyone? Poku seems stuck behind Lampard, and Villa is possibly injured. With two games on that tiny field, it seems worth having at least one New York City FC attacker. Uh, and so I'd like for you to answer that, but I think this is a good time to just talk about what in the world crazy was happening with uh, New York City FC. There, they had all the big stars on, and then all the big stars were off. Let's let's just open all this up right now. The floodgates. Right. So I think that that organization is a train wreck right now, and you want to probably stay away. Uh, to me, it's clear that Christ doesn't trust any of his DPS. But you know what player he seems to sort of start trusting? Patrick Mullins at $6.3 million if you need a budget-forward option. Patrick Mullins, whenever he plays, seems to have an assist or a goal. And if Villa's injured, that means that Mullins is definitely going to play. He's had a stretch of uh, not playing, but I don't know. He's made appearances in each of the last, the last three matches, and there's no reason for him not to start with Villa out. Yeah. And uh, you will be able to see the lineup before you have to make your transfers because they're one of the first games to kick off on, on Wednesday. So if Mullins is in that lineup, uh, I could see see why you might want to grab him. But, yeah, maybe you want you might want to stay away from the other New York players. That seems like some bad things are going on there. Yeah, it, <clears throat> I know. Promotion relegation. It's it's a whole different model in the U.S. Just because, you know, their their only goal is to sell tickets, and they're selling tickets based on names and top ten highlights from a decade ago is what they're doing right now. So, you know, they don't they don't have to win. You know, it's any other league in the world you have to win to get in some Champions League spot. They don't care. And that's and that's the thing you can see. I think these guys are just kind of like looking around. These new DPs are like. So what, we don't have to win and we can still get paid? Like, yeah, that's the deal. You come to America and you don't have to win. You can just keep cashing that paycheck and people will want a photo op and you go on your merry way. So I, and it's, it's unfortunate because New York has double home games this week and I'm not going to get any of them. And that's, that's crazy to, to think that 
a double home game team with that with that caliber of talent, and we're all going to just take a giant pass. It's been rough. I know we had a lot of exchanges over text messages during that that game in general. Just it. I mean, he's just been saddled with these guys, it seems like. And I, th I think what we were all saying was just, he just needs to abandon ship and lose on purpose to find somebody else to take him in. I mean, it was just rough times there. I mean, you would think with so much talent, they're the opposite of what L.A. can do with their DPs. Oh, yeah. I mean, L.A. went out, and the, the caliber of DP they got was completely different. I mean, I, I think Pirlo, given the right situation, can be effective. You know, I mean, he's he's a spot kick taker. He's a corner. Kick. I mean, that's what he does. Lampard just was disinterested from day one, and they they stuck with him. You know, they stuck with the the dream. So that's that's on them. You know, I don't know where he's yeah. going to play after this, but I don't see him playing in New York much longer. <laughs> I mean, I bet he stays in New York, but that's a different conversation. The team building has just been so bad there. They have no idea how to construct a roster. Clearly, they don't care what Christ wants, and I just, yeah. From a fantasy perspective, the just sheer uncertainty makes me want to stay away. Well, yeah, because you have so. to. I mean, I don't think these guys have ever even played a year of football manager before. Like, <laughs> anything would tell you that you can't pay three players that much money and then pay everybody else the league minimum and expect to have a winning season. That's not going to work. Like you got to kind of spread it around and get some good talent in, in a general sense before you start throwing big, big name retirees into the mix. A very true. It's a rough situation. Uh, I will say though, I, I do like Simon's suggestion of Mullins. I think that could be a nice little uh, differential pick to throw out there or just, just a hail Mary. We talked about some of those last week at 6.3 Mullins could, it's pretty easy on that budget. So, um, I think if I had to pick one person, that would be it. As much as I like Poku, it's just so volatile there in the midfield right now. I, I, I don't know who's going to get to play. But, but yeah, that Mullins pick, that's nice, Simon. I hadn't thought about that yet. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our next two questions both come from Buckman United, and I thought it might be fun to end on a little, little lighter note the, this week with the questions. And he says, all right, guys, what is our best hashtag because MLS prediction for this double game week? His is New York City FC with two clean sheets. Why? Because MLS. Oh, mine, God, no. Mine is that the Revs will win both games. Mine's the Revs will win both games. Everyone else will lose, win, or tie as needed in order to give us first place. And it will do absolutely nothing for my fantasy team, even though I have four Revs players. <laughs> All the goals will come from the players I didn't pick. Oh, I'm struggling with this. Hashtag because MLS. Uh, I don't know. That's the thing with because MLS is you can't predict it. So how am I supposed to predict it? So just the my, craziest thing that you could see happen. Go. My prediction would be they start out the door, both games, and they don't score any goals until they sub them out. But they still start them anyway. And then they sub them out and they still score the goals. So. I think Giovinco gets big goals, but he has to wait for Altador to get his his donkey ass off the field first. Oh, <laughs> I think I think Altador is going to score a hat trick in in both games. There you go. I'll go with Herc, that. Herc all the way. 
Why? Because MLS. Uh, I, I'm thinking my my craziest thing that happens this week is Clushing gets a red card in the first 15 minutes, and then Via actually does come and play both games. Why? Because hashtag because MLS. Oh, that's a good one. That's good. That's 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 what I think it is. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Thanks a lot. Um, and our final question, also from Buckman, is if you had to rage drop someone, uh, oh, I don't know, say a forward, who would you pick? And I think you were getting awful close to this, Jason, a little bit earlier. Well, at least I didn't have Dwyer. I'm guessing that's what he was going for there. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I had so many twos and threes, I can't really look at Sanchez and say, what the hell, dude? You know, seven or eight, that's, yeah, I'm... I can't reserve it for one specific player. Wait, is he saying who would you, who would you pick up? So he said you had to rage. You had to rage drop someone. someone. Oh, who would you pick? Okay, so you you've gotten yeah. rid of your Dwyer yep. or whoever. You've rage dropped them. Who would you pick up? Yeah. Dude, I don't know. Dare to Josie. <laughs> uh, you just want to get Simon and, and Guy thing going on right here. Oh, I just want to annoy Guy. That's the only reason. I would not actually pick up Josie. I tell you what, as soon as you think he learns how to aim for his forehead with a cross, that team's unstoppable. Didn't someone say Dare to Dwyer last week? Was that, am I, is that just in my head? Some people were saying that, but uh, but yeah. I, I tell you, someone asked me on, on the MLS soccer board after I made my article picking Namath. They said, why? And I said, well, you know, he's uh, he's coming back from – international so he may not play the first game which he didn't but he has just a better production or than dwyer has and he's gonna he cost less so i think it was worth the risk and and also dwyer has always screwed me every time i've gotten dwyer and he did it again not for me but for everybody else it's, it's just like this is what happens when you trust on dwyer he screws you over that's so what, i can totally understand the rage drop right there that's what dempsey does to me <laughs> I have no luck with Dempsey on my fantasy team. Yeah, no, that's pretty accurate for me too, actually. It's, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have anybody on my team right now that I would raise drop. Um, I'm, I'm okay with, with some of these guys. Uh, maybe I'm just more raging at myself for why in the world I decided to get Giovanni Dos Santos instead of question. <laughs> so maybe I would just rage drop Dos Santos for my sheer stupidity for not thinking straight when I made my transfers and bring in question. That's no man. I mean, I would do LA at home against Montreal. That's all day long. I would have done the same move. And if that would, if he would have had two goals, you'd have been a genius. (laughs) We'd see, but, but yeah, I assume there's lots of guys who you could, you could rage at right now, but uh, I think Dwyer is getting the most of it. So that's all for the questions that we have. Moving on to our picks, uh, we're going to start out with uh, keepers and defenders. So, guys, who do you, who do you think should uh, people should take a look at? I'm I'm going to stick with uh, with Bingham in the back, just because they like clean sheets. Why not? And then probably have Farrell and Miazga. Yeah. I like Bingham as well. Uh, Tierney and Francis are the two guys that I have. And I think I might pick up Toya, but he like never plays both in the double game week, so that scares me. Yeah, Tierney's uh, the one guy I would pick out. I don't care about goalkeepers, but... 
I, I'm still going with Bingham as well. I think that's that's an all-around great pick for this the way San Jose has been playing in the past. I, I'm really bummed about the the random injury that Malia got before the last game because I was hoping to do some some double game rotating with him, and I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that uh, by the next time my next week with Sporting Kansas City's double that he will be good to go for that. And yeah, I like all your defenders. I think I think there's still great ability to go uh, cheap with with these players but uh you have a couple of people you can splurge on tyranny is one that's i guess he's kind of in a splurge range at this point miazga is getting up to not super bargain barrel basement prices but yeah those are all great guys uh i guess you're going feral for his cbi's guy um yeah i've had him for a few weeks now and yeah he, he gets defending bonuses every every game so yeah he's you just know, a million or so more than than tyranny so yeah, I mean, I but I, I bought him with my wild card, thinking he was going to do a little bit more, and now I don't want to have to waste a transfer just to save a million because money's not really an issue for me. So I'm not really, yeah, I'll let it ride. I have them both, so. Well, he's solid. I, I've liked him for the last couple of years. Um, so he's he's a great pick. I I have tyranny myself right now. So. So moving on to actually before we go on, Bush has two double game weeks coming up. So. Um, I do see he didn't play one game. I don't know what that's all about, but I don't know. Is it a safe bet that he plays all four of Montreal's? I think in general, keepers are the safest bet for that kind of thing, unless they get a random injury. <laughs> or a red yeah, card. I mean, I'd say he's generally pretty safe for that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just like Bingham this week. I'll probably get Bush next week. Yep, too late there, guy. What's that? Keeping you up too late. Oh, my goodness. Beer is catching up with me, man. <laughs> so we have a couple questions in our midfielder section before we get to our picks. Uh, Zenithos says, Arful, the right back from Columbus, seems to be taking all of Finlay's potential crosses from him. He's gotten two points in the last three games. Is it time to get rid of the $9.2 million of dead weight in the midfield? Would you take a minus four to do so? So here we go. Finlay, is he dead weight now with awful? So wait, are you saying that Finlay has become an awful choice? <laughs> You're awful. I think it's it's it, because MLS, Columbus recognized how bad they were, so they went out and got a defender who was named awful. <laughs> now they, when we say Columbus is awful, they just think we're talking about a person, but no, we're talking about the whole Columbus defense. They're horrible. But yeah, it's time to get rid of that dead weight because it's 9.2 for all the other double game week midfielders you could have this week. There's no way he does anything close to what these other guys can do for you. So yeah, take a negative four and get, get a double game week big guy in there. Definitely. And then uh, sort of a, a paraphrase question from... Anthony Nice, he basically says, has uh, Salinas run his course? And maybe it's the time to get Fagundes instead. I rate him about the same. Maybe Fagundes a little bit higher, but both of them can be pretty inconsistent. And both of them can, you know, Fagundes gets goals, Salinas gets bonus points. Both on double game weeks, who do you go for? Have them both. Uh, Have them both. I don't want to have either, but I do have Salinas just because he's a holdover. Um, I'm not really sure I'd take a negative four to get rid of him. He can kind of explode. So, 
Yeah, I'm in that same boat where I have him too. Um, but what is he like? Eight point eight. Man, if I if I take him out, I can really, I could I could swing some money and get Kleshta instead of Salinas for a negative four. I mean, yeah, you don't ever want to take a double game week player out of your roster after you already pre-planned ahead, but when they're not performing, I mean, you got to be bold. There's only six weeks left. Like, why why hang on to a guy you're not sure about when you could go get a surefire big game hero for yourself? Actually, light. I don't have them both. I thought I was. That's not my plans. I just have Salinas and win. Liar. I know. Because I have questions. Okay. That's where it went. So who would you say if I already have my other mids are question win Jovinko up to nine point nine million dollars? What's a midfielder you'd replace Salinas with? Anyone, or would you for a minus four? Mm, so you couldn't fit Piotti on there then with that with your budget? Nope. Oh, see, that's that's where you want to do it is get Piotti. But yeah, I would probably get Fagundes over Salinas then. I don't know. I mean, I really I would. Would. I'm, I'm going to keep both of I, mean, yeah. I have Fagundes and wins. So. You have MPG back in the picture now. He did get the assist last week with uh, for San Jose. He is slightly cheaper than uh, Salinas, so that could be something that you keep in mind going forward. It's probably where all the Salinas are playing 21 are. minutes. That would be the thing to think about, too. Yeah. I mean... Before he was out I don't injured, know. he was on a... Uh, I guess right before he was out injured, he was kind of in a, a slow split streak. But in the middle of the season, he he was kind of on a bit of a roll. Some decent form with some assists and even got a goal thrown in there. But not been the most consistent with his playtime or his performance. So I could see how people might be shy away from him. Maybe Lloyd Sam. Actually, is now what I'm thinking. Possibly. Sam's been okay. Never about any to double up on New York, so. I think that what? that San Jose has the easier of the schedules of, of some of those teams, though. Yeah, I think so, too. That's the, th- that's the thing. San Jose's schedule is really good this week. Yep. So there you go. Okay. Tough times, tough times. So, since you're tough talking times. about it, who would you pick for your midfielders for this week? I think we've heard your three already, Simon. Yes. Hmm. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say question win, Geo, and Poku on the cheap. Yeah, I'm going to try to get the same three. I'm going to see if I can't fit Piotti in there somehow. I may have to go to the 3-5-2 to make all that work. So who's your fifth one if you have question win, G, uh, Javinko, Piotti, and... But I'm keeping Fagundes. Keeping Fagundes. So going yeah. double, double New England. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like New England a lot. Yeah, those are all solid picks. Um, I think uh, I have nothing to add. Yeah, you guys nailed This is time and go big. This is, this is what it's all about right now. Go big mm. or go home. So now we're going to go to forwards, and we have a couple of questions right here. Come, first one comes from Midnight Sun Eliter, and he says, I was planning on subbing out Mane for Keen. Oh, sorry, Mane and Keen for Ameriqua and Via for this double game week. But Ameriqua and Via seem to have lost their form. My other forward is Bradley Wright Phillips. Got a suggestion, maybe Drogba or Grella. So who would you guys pick to pair up with um, Bradley Wright Phillips this week? We kind of went over this. I mean, 
Grella's not final, a bad pick. Final, final time to chime in. Yeah, but I think uh, if, if I can swing it, I would I would add that Chicago attacker against Orlando and then roll that into the next double game week. That's what Yeah. I guys pretty much talked me into Igbo on an EK <laughs> or a com. So I could yeah. I don't know. Makes sense to me. I feel like it's a little rough to to come down that hard on on Quincy. Yes, I guess technically he is out of form now since he hasn't had a goal or an assist within three games. But, I mean, he's still done quite well at, at San Jose and with a pretty decent-looking double game week. As long as he keeps getting minutes in the 80s, I know he only got about 70 minutes last week, um, I, I wouldn't completely count him out for some performance this round. I mean... I would not have Quincy. I just uh, there's better forwards for the price. He's like fine. It's just the guy has never been a guy who's got as high of a ceiling as some of the other forwards that are available for that price. That's what kind of scares me off. Well, I heard it. I read an interesting little, I guess, reflection of Quincy moving over. Just talking about how in every other environment that he has played in, they basically said. Uh, listen, we're going to put you up there, and if you don't perform or if you don't pull us out of whatever sump that we're in, you're, you're off, and so you're fighting for your life. But when he went down to Seattle, basically he was told, hey, I brought you down here for what you offer. I'm going to be playing you, so you're my guy. Feel free to do your thing. And that that's just a total different mindset for a player to be in, and we can see the result that it had early on. Yeah, and I think you know probably the defense is – you know, they Wando's getting freed up because now he is a legitimate threat. So I think Wando just was a little more savvy with once that attention was split from him, mm-hmm. he kind of capitalized a bit more. And I think, you know, as soon as, you know, Quincy gets kind of the counter move to what people are doing against him, he'll be he'll be productive again. Well, excellent. So our final question comes from Speedy AJR, and he wants to know if Drogba's worth keeping. We touched on that some, So, but if, if someone was dead set on not having Drogba for this round, who would you replace him with? And he suggests maybe Dare to Wando. Well, first of all, it should be why not Wando. That sounds better, I think. <laughs> why not Wando? I like that. Because Belgium. Or where's Wando? <laughs> That's awful. Someone's bitter. I'm still bitter. Boo. So one, uh, no, I ha- I have Wando. That's a good option. Yeah. He's at three percent ownership, so it could work out well for you if he. So Simon's answer is why not Wando? Yeah. Be bold. Time's running out. Be bold there to Wando. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the same reasons that Quincy was good. Wando's been good as well. He he's got that split attention. He's been performing some. Uh, yeah, Wando's definitely a good a good pick for him. I think we've covered some of the other guys. I, I don't I don't really know Bradley Wright Phillips. I don't know if he falls under the the budget enough. Igbo Nike has been one. Um, let's just just jump right into making our forward picks. I think that's going to cover the answer to this question. So what do you think, guy? So far, I'm only sold on uh, BWP. Uh, yeah, I think that's the one lock. 
Yeah, this is the one lock for me. And then if I want to go real big in the midfield, it'll probably be Quincy or uh, Igbon and Nike. Yeah, I would have said Drogba, but if he's not going to be definitely playing both games, then that's out the window. Do you drop him if you have him? No, I don't think you drop no, him. No, I wouldn't. No, not with the other double no, game coming up. Yeah. yeah. I just, just would wait to pick him up, though. That's What is that, the stock term when they're like, hold or whatever? Like, hold him if you've got him, and don't pick him up if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Simon, master of the stock market. Yeah. Uh, not really, but I wish. Do you have oh, anybody else to add oh, besides oh. BWP? <laughs> nah. Good. Some solid options there. So the final question just going to come in our little focus discussion round, and I really enjoy this one from Older Goaler. And he says, the end is nigh. Who are your top players to ride all the way to the end? Uh, can we identify a core of one goalkeeper, one defender, two midfielders, and one forward. And uh, I'm okay. I don't think we need to do this individually, but if we can all just come to an agreement on that, I thought that'd be that's a fun little question right there. As the an intellectual discussion, fine, but there's two double wild card weeks. You know, we really only have three game weeks and then the double wild card in the last round. So, I mean, I really not thinking past the next three weeks. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. I think, it, really, if Javinko is is on the starting lineup, he's he's the only player that I would say 100% ride or die. He's with me until the end. But, you know, the other ones, they can be swapped out easy enough. It's all situational. But, yeah, Javinko, when healthy, you got to take your chances with him. Yeah, I like New England's schedule after the double game week. They have Philly at home. Chicago away, Montreal at home. So I like I like Lee Win as well. I think he'll push us through towards the playoffs. I think he'll be. Yeah, and I have I have no intention of dropping Win at any point because there's no more bye weeks outside of the big wild card week. So he may as well just tag along. But well, I think we could put Miazga as our defender because I don't believe you know New York. Yeah, no, the Red Bulls don't have any more switching. Uh, they're they're going to be playing during that game week 32 crazy buys that's going on. So I think Miazga is the defender to ride through the double game this week. Pretty easy game against Chicago after that. Two more home games, or not Chicago, it's Orlando. Two more home games after the Orlando game, and then a double game week in round 33. So um, I think he's a long-term defender definitely for this round. Did you guys agree? I mean, I guess so. I'm not going to have Miazga this round, but... It's because it's two two away games. Um, yeah, I love the guy, but it's two away games, and I refuse to bet on away teams. So, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, the keeper, yeah, that that crazy game week thirty two buy does throw things for a loop. I I think even during that time, I'm probably going to hold on to Bingham, and then throw in Bush maybe. At that time, unless you just want to go with Bush right now and, and ride him for the rest of the season. I don't know, with New England right after that double game, uh, that has me kind of worried. Yeah, that, that is true. 
forwards. Would would you be comfortable with Drogba as the forward pick uh, since they don't have any more buys and they have a bunch of double games? Or are we just too worried about him resting more during this series? No, I'm not too worried because the thing with him is at least when he plays, they, they afford him 90 minutes. True. Which is huge. I don't know why more coaches don't give their star player 90 minutes. When they play, you're a 90-minute guy. That's pretty simple in my mind, but... I think it'd be okay with Drogba. I think it'd be a toss-up between Drogba and BWP since they both don't have a bye during 32, and they both have a pretty pretty decent schedule. So the midfielders, though, that's that's the the thing. Maybe Piotti, if you think you can take advantage of that question, I think has to be in the conversation. Uh, Vancouver's schedule is improving. I don't know about Morales. If you wanted to think about him, uh, that was a fun pick, though. Yes, indeed. For cheap, pretty cheap. So uh, it's hard right now. That that thirty-two week, the double game week, or not the double game week, the super bye week, and the the wild cards does throw a monkey wrench into that question. Still fun though, um, but that's going to be really crazy there as well. I would probably ride question all the way through. Yeah, I think we have to. If you're not silly and forget to add him. <laughs> Uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up with our final picks. Who do you guys like for captain at this point? I think I forgot to mention that last time. If he's if he starts, I'm going Juvenko. Yeah, I'm doing the same. Uh, question is my other option, but yeah, I think you got to go Geo if he starts. It's just uh, hard to pass that up. Yeah, I can't squeeze. I don't know if I can squeeze Joe on my team. I'm gonna try to, but question right now is my plan for captain. So he's your he's your backup if you can't get Geo. But you can cover yeah. Geo if you can't get him. Yeah, I think Geo's the smartest pick. I think that's what the numbers tell you to do. Yeah, the, it was crazy when they played New York City FC last time. So that's that's gonna be nuts. And we saw what happened to Colorado when they were on the road. So I would think that. Uh, that Toronto could get some points out of that too. So yeah. Geo always looks good, even in games where it all goes bad. <laughs> I saw some amazing footwork that he had in his, in his game against new England, even though they didn't really get much out of it. So yeah. can't, can't complain. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a tough show. Well, that's all that we have for the picks for this round. We're going to sort of start to wrap this show up with our community time. So this week's top score from the r slash fantasy MLS. So there were several people from what I could tell who had 89 points. I believe 104 was the top overall score this round. Uh, but for the r slash fantasy MLS league, Dwayne Capodice, Capodice, Capodice. I hope I didn't butcher your name too terribly, but uh, he is a manager of Houston Longhorns, and he came away with 89 points. And and this other little system, he's the one that takes top of the of the mountain with this. So congrats, man. Uh, good job, great score, and I hope you keep it up for the rest of the season. Other than that, I am back in first place in the MLS Fantasy Insider Hosts Head to Head League. Good job. I, I did have to beat you, Jason. I'm sorry. I had it coming. <laughs> That's funny. Any other you guys have some leagues you like to talk about? Simon, you were on top for, for a brief moment there. We we celebrated for you last week. Yeah, I lost by one point to uh to Richard to Fripp. Is that who is that his real name? Yep, yeah. up there in Colorado. I saw him when I was up there for the All Star game. 
God, lost by one point. So. <laughs> He's a beast. Are you winning your work league, guy? Are you I, driving oh, yeah. crazy? I'm winning my work <laughs> league so hard. Yeah, I think I'm I'm like uh, 140 points ahead, but I'm like six points uh, in the rankings. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one to the house. I call this one done and dusted. I got it. Goes as well. Uh, again, this week we don't have any kind of picks or recommendations for the DraftKings League. We're going to try to get Skylar on here sometime to, to give some some knowledge that he has from, from that game for all the listeners. Perhaps next year we'll have a, a more dedicated segment depending on how the games go. Let us know what you think in emails or comments or just posts on Reddit, and we'll try to get the show to be more like you want. Uh, but as far as content, that's all that I have for this week. Do you guys have any plugs you want to make before we close out? Oh, I actually do. Um, I'm going up to Vancouver on Friday night for the Saturday Sounders game. Uh, Sounders against Whitecaps. So if you happen to be from Vancouver, uh, you can hit me up. There we go. I'll say hi. Hey. Take some pictures and put them on Twitter. Throw a flounder at him or something. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I am. My weekly column, as people know, uh, has now migrated to fantasy football 24 7. Um, and I do daily fantasy content at FPL Bet. So, Footy Fantastic is on a permanent hiatus until further notice. He's officially a member of the MLS Fantasy Insider podcast crew now. Yeah, yeah. I had to, you know, give away a blog to do it. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're good people. Yeah. And of course, your big news, Jason. Yep. I got drunk in the last podcast and decided I was just going to launch the new user interface for the MLS Fantasy Viz site. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. I think it's a improvement. It's way beyond what my skills could provide so UX Ward one on Reddit is to thank for all of the all of the new goodness. I find it much easier for me to evaluate players with the way it is. So I'm pretty happy with it. Seriously, yeah, it looks really good. You guys it is really that. sweet. Really sweet and yeah, it's very nice. And just in time for the R slash fantasy MLS fantasy MLS blog of the year competition that we have going on. So be sure to stop by R slash fantasy MLS, check out the poll that we have going on and vote for your favorite MLS fantasy website. Uh, use whatever criteria you want to currently fantasy football 24 seven is no, no, not 24 seven. That's yours guy. Fantasy football first is kicking butt uh, on everybody. So if you happen to be a fan of places like, uh, MLS Fantasy Viz or MLS Fantasy Boss or Cheat Sheet or whatever other website that you happen to use, come on down and vote for it and get your friends too. So uh, we're going to have a little little badge that gets handed out at the end of the year for them to put up on their website. So come down, vote. It'll be fun. So that's it. If anybody else has questions throughout the week, feel free to hit us up on Twitter through our various names. If you just look at MLS, at MLS uh, FI, then you can see us tagged in all those things but so hit us up let us know we love to interact with you and say something to uh to jason jj who uh could not join us tonight he's gonna be traveling soon so let him know you feel the love and if there's nothing else thank you so much for joining us tonight and good luck